Hello? Yeah? The fire department's on fire. What are you talking about? Frank? I don't know any Frank. Sorry, wrong number. Man, the fire department's on fire? How can a guy be so tone deaf? Hasn't he heard about the Greenland flu? Oh no, I better not call it that. Vikings will get a bad rap. The trolls will blame Eric the Red for biological warfare. The Greenland flu is nobody's fault. Except for Reginald Dickinson, the world-famous archaeologist who'd spent years in Greenland discovering the story of its past until the tale of the beluga whale would prove to be his last. Mr. Dickinson accidentally discovered the ocean mammal under a homely sheet of ice. He was searching for swords and sails, but found an ancient being in immaculate condition and smiling brighter than a Sears catalog. The famous archaeologist was proud of his find, so a crew member took a picture while he hugged the beluga's head. Little did he know the consequence of that hug, that he contracted deadly virus that had been hidden for eons. He showed hardly any symptoms until a week later, after he was back home in England. At first it was just a little cough and the springtime sniffles. But hours before he went on TV to announce the beluga discovery, he complained of muscle aches and shortness of breath. A crew member gave him a fast relief med and he promised everyone the show would go on. The show did go on, for the virus. Well, Reginald Dickinson collapsed in front of the camera. Then the medics were called and they came in record time, but they couldn't revive him. It wasn't long until doctors understood that an unknown flu had overtaken the archaeologist. Unfortunately, the remedy is just as mysterious. Now, for most folks, the bug ain't much. Sandpaper throat, jellyfish shivers, the sensation of ants crawling on your face, and food tastes like warm tapioca pudding. But some folks, as good to this world as they may have been, drop dead like they've caught Ebola from watching the gods must be crazy. They might have had pre-existing conditions or been old, but ultimately, they had a poker hand from a deck stacked in Greenland. God bless you, Reginald Dickinson. You gave us years of joy doing what you love best, but our memory of you is jaded by a global mess. People are worried. I'm worried. Frank's worried. And I don't even know Frank. But what can you do? Stand up and say... I'm going to ride this bitch right to the bottom of hell. One question. What if hell has no bottom? Nah, that ain't worth answering. How about this question? When does a local taco joint open up again? I walk by it in broad daylight, and those empty seats give me the midnight creeps. And on that street, no one is near to share the sentiment. They're tucked away, waiting for the day they can worry about the little things again. Fortunately, folks like my neighbors Swen and Ebba, they know how to pick up the slack. Remember them? They have a furniture store and go to meditation retreats. Just before lockdown, Swen and Ebba returned from vacation in the Cayman Islands. Swen was fresh and ready to sell furniture, 
And Ebba? Well, she's been into the white wine lately. But you know, the white wine isn't about the white wine. She's really complaining. And not about the lineup outside the liquor store. Get this. Just the other day, she told me Swen wants her to be a stay-at-home mom. And she's not into it. And she'd rather be in the Cayman Islands. And she wants to pull her hair out. And I said, look, you're telling the wrong family counselor. My wife ran off with her fitness instructor. Besides that, they're a great couple and doing their best to deal with the Greenland flu. Well, kind of their best. Day one of the lockdown. Swen sends me an email that he's uploaded a video to Swen's Furniture, which is the name of his store. So I give it a look. It features Swen unshaven, dressed in striped pajamas, and sitting on a love seat. You know what he says in the video? That he's going to take advantage of the free time and improve himself. Then he gives the lowdown. He's jogging longer to be stronger. He reads a book a day to be smarter. He's on a spinach and tofu diet to eat healthier. To stay romantic, he flirts with Ebba like they were crazy college kids. And the minute or two he has left over, he grooms a cat better than himself. I gotta admit, the improvements are impressive. He's showing strength when many are feeling weak. But then he goes on to the messages of hope. I gotta tell ya, he's trying to be positive, and maybe he's a bit nervous too. Nobody's been through the Greenland flu before. So I don't quite know if he knows what he's saying. Here's his first message. I heard that grocery stores might shut down. Don't worry, when they open up again, they won't be selling beluga steaks. And I'm like, Swen, beluga steaks don't exist. They're as likely as Greenpeace buying gold-plated AK-47s. Swen, I gotta ask ya, did you make this story up so when the grocery stores reopen and I don't find any beluga steaks on the shelf, you can say, I told you they'd get rid of them. If that wasn't enough, this is Swen's next message. Are you tired of social distancing? Playing keep away can be a drag. So look at the bright side. The pickpockets are out of business. Swen, how tone deaf? Cause the pickpockets aren't the only ones out of business. What about the Viking archeologists? They haven't had a dig in Greenland since Reginald Dickinson died. So what could Swen possibly say after that? Well, he had his own little conspiracy theory. He says, it's strange that marijuana is easy to buy, gas is cheap, and nobody has anywhere to go. Sounds like a CIA mind control experiment. I gotta hand it to Swen. He's on to something. But it's nothing like the old days. The CIA in the 60s, they drop LSD in your drink, then drive you through a car wash with the windows open. So Swen ends by assuring everyone that he sees the recovery coming. He's got a hunch the flu will pack its bags and go back to Greenland. Then Swen turns the camera over to Abba, who gives her first ever macrame lesson. She's making a fig leaf teapot holder. And she says she's made them with love since who knows when. Oh, Ebba, she's my shaman weaver. She's a zen beaver. But during the lesson, she brags about the boozy vacation in the Cayman Islands. Palm trees and banana daiquiris. Sun umbrellas and Mai Tais. I can't concentrate. 
Her fig leaf teapot holder sounds like a rum bottle bikini. Lockdown, day two, and so on. Which means they're all like day one except blurry. So Swen and Ebba keep making the good news videos, which aren't quite so much good news. Swen's jogging. He ran two hours a day until deciding it was too much for his runners. That's like saying, I went on a diet to give my fork a break. But please, folks, don't misunderstand me. Swen and Ebba are right to try making people feel better. I gotta admit, I'm inspired by them. For starters, I'm gonna revamp this podcast and turn it into a message of hope and peace. Hi, welcome to the Mysterious Bluffs. My name is Michael Midas, and I'm an advocate for social justice. On today's show, we'll visit the local truck stop to shake down some rednecks. We'll confiscate bikini posters and Leonard Skinner albums, then threaten to sue the diner because the restroom doors have male and female signs on them. But first, let's go online and bust some trolls at sexistgreenlandjokes.com. Oh, I can't believe someone wrote a joke this astronomically sexist. Listen to this. How many Viking archaeologists does it take to screw in a light bulb? None. They're all on permanent vacation. You know why that's sexist? 82.5% of Viking archaeologists are men. Women can screw in light bulbs too. Nah, a show like that ain't my thing. I'm not that kind of progressive. It'd be better to help the environment than buddy up to blue-haired chicks that don't like men. And by the way, nothing wrong with blue hair, but I prefer green hair because it reminds me to be environmentally friendly. If I hear about Greenland one more time, I'm going to plug my ears with ice cubes. Thanks for listening.